Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. If you would like more information about First Baptist Church of Silva, please visit firstbaptistsilva.com. Base camp is where we come together to tell stories, to see where our stories intersect, to learn from one another's stories. Just a few moments ago, we heard a story, an ancient story, of an ancient encampment of Moses, overwhelmed with the duties that were presented to him. But through some organization and some willingness, they all worked together to provide for the needs that they had. Now we're going to hear another story right now. And there are similarities. Now, you've heard the story before. In fact, it is the only miracle story that we find in all four Gospels. The passage, the story that I'm going to read, is from Mark chapter 6, beginning with verse 30. So listen to the stories we've shared today. Listen to the stories you've heard in Sunday school. Listen to the stories that you have accumulated not only this past week in your own lives, but the stories that you've accumulated in a lifetime of living. Let's listen together. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. Jesus said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. They went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now, many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As Jesus went ashore, he saw a great crowd And he had compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place and the hour is now very late. Send them away so that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy something for themselves to eat. But Jesus answered them, You give them something to eat. They said to him, Are we to go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And Jesus said to them, How many loaves have you? Go and see. When they had found out, they said, Five loaves and two fish. Then he ordered them to get all the people to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and of fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And all ate and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. Those who had eaten the loaves numbered 5,000 men. The story is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Imagine this. You're walking down Main Street and you see someone robbing the bank. 
What do you do? You know what? Let's, let's put that aside for just a few moments. We'll come back to it. Now, in our story today, it's not a bank robbery, but it still feels like a crime. The people that Jesus has been teaching, they are on the verge of rioting because they don't have anything to eat. This is a problem. For those of us who know this story, it's easy to jump to the end. Oh, there's nothing to worry about. Jesus is there. He's got this taken care of. In the moment, this is a significant issue of managing people. In terms of event planning, whether it's in the Mission and Fellowship Center, in a barn for a reception to a wedding, or when Jesus is teaching and trying to provide care for thousands of this is a problem. The story begins with Jesus' desire to care for these people. So the suggestion that they're not going to be fed seems hard to imagine. And yet that's the conflict in this moment. Mark tells us, as Jesus went ashore, he sees a great crowd and he has compassion for them because they were like, Sheep without a shepherd, Mark says, and he, and he begins to teach them many things. Lesson number one, Jesus cares for the people. Full stop. Jesus cares for the people. He cares for them in the form of caring for their souls. And the reference, of course, to a shepherd and a sheep who may be lost or, or, or seem lost is rich. Why? Because a shepherd provides any number of ways of care. Care to, to gather them, to, to lead them to, to good grass, to, to keep them from harm. Jesus is the good shepherd. And we see right out of the gate that this story reminds us of other stories, perhaps even the 23rd Psalm. Jesus is a good shepherd. He sees the people. He's concerned for them. He cares for them. And why? Because they seem unguarded. They seem lost, distraught. It raises the question, why are all these people there together? Why, why aren't they tending to their farms? Why aren't they doing work? Why and how do they have the ability to stop everything, leave everything, and come to this deserted place unless they were desperate. Perhaps work was not available. Perhaps the crops were bad. Perhaps unemployment was sky high. It raises the question in this story about why they were able to leave where they were to go to be where Jesus was unless... They were in that much pain. And Jesus recognizes it. And he knows exactly what they need. They need sustenance that begins here on the inside. But there's a problem. Mark says, when it grew late, Jesus' disciples came to him and said, Jesus, this is a deserted place. And the hour is now very late. Send them away so that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy something for themselves to eat. I mean, you can see it, right? 
Jesus' posse, his, his men, his closest followers, his disciples, his apostles who've already been sent out, they've pulled him off the big rock where he was preaching and proclaiming, and they say, hey, Jesus, it's time to cut it short. These, these folk got to go. These words sound like good counsel, don't they? It sounds reasonable. They've surveyed what's going on. They see that they're restless. They're looking at their watches. They're getting text messages about the next thing that has to happen. They know that they've got to eat or there's going to be trouble. And if Jesus doesn't stop the preaching, they're not going to be able to beat the Methodists to lunch. We know this. The seed also kind of cracks me up. I mean, who among us hasn't cornered a Sunday school teacher, a deacon, a minister, a pastor in the parking lot or after a meeting in the hallway or in the kitchen or out on the steps and let them know what needs to happen. But Jesus isn't biting, no pun intended. Jesus answers them, you give them something to eat. Now, not feeding a bunch of hungry people would have gotten Jesus fired from most Baptist churches. But Jesus doesn't allow himself to get caught in the middle here. You see, the disciples have recognized that there's a need. So it's very reasonable, isn't it, that they would go to Jesus and say, hey, Jesus, you fix it. Jesus doesn't allow that to happen. He stops it right there. He says, no, mm -mm. don't bring that to me. You do it. Jesus doesn't allow himself to be caught in the middle. In some sense, he's done over-functioning. Mm -mm, nope. You do it. You provide them food. He tells his lieutenants to do it themselves. The disciples are shocked, aren't they? They're shocked by how Jesus turns the responsibility back on them. They say to him, are we to go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? I love this statement because it changes in a not great way if you place the emphasis on two words. See if you can pick it up. They say to Jesus in response, are we to go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? <laughs> they don't want to do it. And they're not so sure the people deserve that kind of an investment. They're beside themselves with exasperation and they're showing their cards. Even if they had that kind of money, why would they give it to feed them? Jesus tells them to take stock of what they have, not on what they don't. He says to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And right there, we have a phrase that really should inform how we are a base camp church, right? Before we get caught up in assigning duties to other people to do what needs to be done, perhaps one of the first things that we should do is be obedient to what Jesus says right here. Go and see. Three words. And they'll preach. 
Go and see what you have. Go and see. Take inventory of the assets that you have access to. And when they found out, they say to Jesus, five loaves of bread and two fish. Nothing. I'm not so sure this would have fed two people. I know, we're comparing this version of the story to the others. It's dangerous. Mark's got a message for us. We're going we're gonna to stay here. There's no boy, there's no child presenting these things. All we know in this story is that when the disciples go and see, what they find is not much at all. Most of us, right, would stop, do a timeout, and say, you know what? Um, you're right. <laughs> let's, let's stop the preaching. Let's get out of here. Send them away. There's no way this is enough to care for everyone. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? The disciples, when it's turned back to them, when it's their responsibility, what are they going to do? Probably complain about what they lack. But Jesus is concerned about what they possess. Mark says, Jesus orders them to get all the people to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Sound familiar? It's connection to the Moses story about how they, they organized the people. And he takes the five loaves and two fish. He looks up to heaven. He blesses and breaks the loaves and gives his disciples to set before the people. He divides the two fish among them all. And all ate and all were filled. What they had with God's blessing was enough. All were filled. Not all had some. Not all had a nice appetizer. All were filled from scarcity to abundance. And how? Because they took stock. They gave it to Christ. And with God's blessing, all were filled. So let's take a moment and flip between that story and our story, shall we? In the gospel story, the need is obvious, right? The people need to be cared for. And likewise, y'all, our church, the people, need to be cared for. We need to be listened to and heard. Our needs need to be lifted up in prayer. We need to be consoled. And we need to be encouraged. Yes, this is the work of a pastor, of deacons and Sunday school teachers, of ministers and lay leaders. But if the task of caring for the community is placed on but one person's shoulders, well, the response will only be as big and as expansive as that one person's shoulders. Yes, the work of doing the pastoral care of the church 
It's the work of our church's leadership. But y'all, it's also the work of a friend. Pastoral care, being a shepherd. Pastoral care means being the friend that the moment requires. Pastoral care means being the friend that the moment requires. John Holt says it this way, pastoral care is giving when you feel like keeping, praying for others when you need to be prayed for, feeding others when your own soul is hungry, living truth before people even when you can't see results, hurting with other people even when your own hurt can't be spoken, keeping your word even when it's not convenient. It's being faithful when your flesh wants to run away. Well, at the disciples, our default is to have somebody else do it. To identify needs that we're very quick to do. You know what you should do? This is, this is something Rebecca and I are going to do um, in uh, later in life. This is how we're going to make our millions. We're going to have a, a YouTube video series. You can subscribe to it, and it's going to be, you know what they should do? <laughs> we love to encounter the world and see it and think about, you know what would make this better? You know what they should do? You'd watch it because it taps into something that's human and universal, isn't it? You know what they should do? We're quick. That's our default, isn't it? To identify what should be done. And church, like any other business or organization, should seek to do it. And I agree. The issue is the labor force. What is it that Jesus says? There's a lot of work. But the workers are few. Send to God workers to attend to the harvest so yeah my default our default whether it's church or otherwise is to have someone else do it for us but jesus is too quick no he says you do it you do it because you have enough you do it because you are enough Bring me what you have. Bring it together. I'll bless it. And all will be filled. The work of caring for one another, of being a friend to one another, is all our jobs. We will be stronger. We will be healthier. We'll be kinder and more effective when we place an emphasis on caring for one another. So this month, this is what we're going to talk about. It's about, we're going to take a month and acknowledge the pastoral care needs that we have. And we're going to talk constructively about how together we can care for one another. So we're going to develop a strategy on this side of the pandemic so that we can create a climate where we can be a friend to one another in the way that's most effective. So that we can offer what we do have.
so that God can multiply it for others. Our church has a great legacy of being a blessing to others. And if ever there was a time to be reminded of our great legacy together, it's now. We are called to be a blessing to one another. So the church should be a place, a base camp experience, where we're given permission to take what we have and for God to bless it so that it can be good for any and for all. I think you've seen the scene. It's the Andy Griffith show, an episode where Andy, the sheriff's out of town. Have you seen this one? And Barney, his deputy, is in charge. Well, he's concerned because <laughs> things could go wrong really quickly. So he deputizes the local mechanic, Gomer. So they're walking down the street one day and they see the bank being robbed. What do they do? They do what a lot of us would do. They ran and they hid behind the car. And Gomer looks at Barney and says, Shazam, we need to call the police. And Barney shouts back, we are the police. Y'all, Jesus is our sheriff and we are his deputies. When God blesses what we have, we become the answer to our prayers. Let us pray. God, help us to resist the temptation to hide behind a car and to expect for someone else to care for others. Challenge us so that we will be like you, trusting you, caring for others, being shepherds and friends to one another as you are the good shepherd to us. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray these things. Amen. <laughs>